It is Friday, April 23rd here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the 36th Quick Hit Pod in our Dynasty Prospect Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. Jared, a week from now, we will have round one of the NFL Draft behind us. We will know whether the 49ers picked Justin Fields or made the wrong decision. We will know whether any running back actually makes it into round one. Are you excited yet? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to to see you in person for the first time in a while. Oh. You know, we're gonna all get together. We're all vaccinated. You know, we'll still be socially distanced. We're all gonna get together and, and watch a draft on one of the Finger Lakes. Now I got to do the rest of the show blushing. You can <laughs> now find 42 prospect scouting reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one is free to read, and we've still got several more coming over the next few days. So check them out anytime that works out for you. You can find any of these accompanying podcasts, of course, on the DraftSharks YouTube channel or on any of our podcast feeds. Today, we are focused on running back Khalil Herbert and his circuitous route to the draft. Herbert played at a couple of different high schools in South Florida, capping his career with 861 yards, nine touchdowns on 118 carries at American Heritage School as a senior. He also ran track in high school, which probably doesn't surprise you if you've ever watched him play a football game. Herbert was a three-star recruit, but got no FBS offers outside of Kansas. Just four other offers from any schools, Georgia State, Fordham, Appalachian State, and Florida International, according to 247 Sports. He chose Kansas and saw action as a true freshman, but ranked only third among running backs on that team in carries, rushing yards, and receiving yards, behind a couple guys you probably have never heard of. 2017 found Herbert taking the backfield lead for Kansas, but he only drew 30.7% of the carries for that team. He did average five and a half yards per rush, caught only eight balls though. That ranked 10th on the team and second among running backs for the Jayhawks. As a junior, Herbert fell to number two on the depth chart behind new guy Puka Williams, who of course is also a prospect in this year's draft class. Herbert still got 113 carries, but he averaged just 4.4 yards per attempt versus Williams 7.0 on 48 more rushes. Herbert also caught just nine balls. Williams caught 33 and more than doubled Herbert's yards per catch for that team. Herbert opened 2019 with the Jayhawks, but took a red shirt after the fourth game and then transferred to Virginia Tech after the year. He was a graduate transfer, so he did not have to sit out a year, played the very next season for the Hokies. In his lone year at Virginia Tech, Herbert racked up 7.6 yards per rush, eight touchdowns on 155 carries. He added a career-high 10 receptions for 179 yards and another touchdown, plus 430 yards on kick returns, gave Herbert the nation's third most all-purpose yards. Still had to share with other running backs, though. 36% of the team rushing attempts went to Herbert, 6% of the team receptions. Number two running back, Hendon Hooker, matched his nine total touchdowns. And fellow backfield transfer, Raheem Blackshear, beat Herbert 18 to 10 in receptions. Yeah, long college career. I mean, I, I, I think the four years at Kansas can only be described as disappointing, I think. I mean... Herbert averaged 5.4 yards per carry at Kansas. All the other running backs there over that four-year span averaged 4.9 yards per carry. And he was a bit better. But we're talking about Kansas. It's not like he's, you know, competing with the other, like, five-star prospects. And then for, you know, for Puka Williams as a freshman to come right in there and, you know, take control of the backfield, outproduce Herbert pretty easily. And, yeah, Puka Williams, I guess he's going to get drafted, but, you know, he – doesn't look like a, a big time NFL prospect. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a small guy. He's you know, probably going to be a, a day three pick. Now the 
last year, Virginia Tech was super impressive, 7.7 yards per carry. And if you look at the game logs, it wasn't like he, you know, had a couple big games. He had 6.1 plus yards per carry in eight of his 10 games. So he was pretty consistently, you know, putting up nice numbers. He had 18 plus carries in six of 10 games last year. So you like that he, you know, kind of showed the ability to handle big workloads. And then in the um, PFF advanced metric stuff, he was really strong among 238 qualifying running backs. Herbert sixth among those in PFF rushing grade, seventh in yards after contact per attempt, 55th in missed tackles forced per attempt. He was also second in the nation last year with 16 runs of 20 plus yards. So, you know, it showed the ability to hit the big play. Let's flip on the highlights to see how he got to some of those numbers. And the highlights that we got today actually started Kansas. So, you know, it wasn't all bad stuff for him there. I guess there were at least some good plays. Herbert ran his 40, somewhere around 4-5. Depends on which report you follow there. A 4-5 puts him 69th percentile at the position, according to Mock Draftable. He posted a 6-9 second three-cone time, which is 76th percentile. I think both of those factors show up for him on tape. He's fast. He's springy. It's easy to find things to like if you watch Khalil Herbert's play from 2020 and even in flashes from his time at Kansas. My biggest holdup, though, is why isn't there more of it? Why not more carries? Why not more catches? Why not more production before his fifth year of college? Yeah, that's the big question here. I mean, from a production standpoint, he you know, is, is nowhere near the top of this class. I like the tape though, as a runner. I mean, first of all, I think he looks like an NFL running back. He he's, you know, thickly built. He's five, nine, 210 pounds. So, you know, he has that low center of gravity going on. Um, you know, he, he ran mostly a, a zone scheme at Virginia tech and he's good at, you know, running laterally kind of stretching the field, finding the crease and then hitting it hard. You know, he has good burst, has good speed. As you mentioned, I think he has good contact balance too, to, you know, run through arm tackles, break tackles, which again, the PFF stuff kind of confirmed last season that, Biggest knock, I think, beyond the you know lack of production, I guess, I guess goes with that is the lack of receiving production. And really, it's it, you know it's tough to find even examples of him as a pass catcher on tape. So I don't know, you know, maybe he's decent, but you know, for whatever reason, across you know a couple different teams, he he was not heavily utilized in the passing game. Yeah, and you'd figure that if it was a plus, then at some point in college, some team would have exploited that. So I think we have to go into the NFL assuming that it's not a plus, and we'll see if it is a minus in his game. So moving forward to the fantasy outlook, he played on some bad college teams at Herbert. His teams won 13 of the 46 games that he played across the two schools. So that clearly didn't help. It doesn't help the opportunity for a running back. And the losses clearly indicate that the team wasn't that good from the beginning. But why did he not hit until he was a 22-year-old fifth-year senior? It wasn't just like he went to a new school and, and you know suddenly broke out. He, he's not Keyshawn Vaughn in that respect, you know, where he went from where he went to one school, it didn't work out. He went to another, and it did. It, he was 22. He's in his fifth year. You can see natural ability in his testing numbers and his play, but he's small. He was lightly recruited. I mentioned one FBS offer. So going back to high school, coaches watched him and they were like, eh, he's all right. Then he lost his job to Puka Williams, who is so small that he got a Pokemon name. Herbert never topped 10 catches in a college season. So, I mean, through these five years, no coach was like, we have got to give this guy the ball more because that's going to help our team. So, I mean, I don't know. It's tough for me to get excited. Yeah, I'm with you on most of that. Yeah, you called Herbert Small. I would disagree with that. Again, he's 210 pounds. You know, he he's actually one of the bigger running backs in this draft class. I, I think he's big enough to like you know be a team's lead ball carrier, if not like you know like a, a workhorse. But again, j- just wa- watching him on tape as a runner, like he's probably in the top like five or six in this class for me. Just just eyeball test. And again, the PFF stuff from last year does back that up. But 
as you mentioned, you know, he was a 22 year old fifth year senior at the time. He has no receiving production to, you know, to fall on. Um, there's some injury issues here too, that we haven't hit on. He had hamstring injuries in 2017 and 2020, a toe injury in 2016. And I've read that there's some character concerns after he, you know, just left Kansas's program four games into that 2019 season. It sounds like it was because he was just pissed off about his role playing behind Puka Williams. So I'm intrigued by him. I also wouldn't be shocked if he is like a sixth or seventh round pick. And if that's the case, then, you know, he's, he's, he's tough to be excited about. And leaving the program is not something that I'm going to hold against. And that's the kind of thing that your dad is like, you don't quit on your teammates. You got to play it out. You're like, that's stupid. It's a business. You're trying to, you know, create your future. You should go where you're going to get opportunities. So that aside, it definitely helps Herbert that this is a weak running back class. But just because he sits higher in a weak group of running backs doesn't make him a better prospect. So, I mean, the draft is going to do a lot of sorting for these guys, you know, on my board, especially as we move farther down. And, you know, once you get past four or five, I'm like, I I don't care. I don't really care if Khalil Herbert's here or if he's 12, whatever. If he goes in round three and, you know, Chuba Hubbard goes in round five, then sure, Khalil Herbert ahead of Hubbard. But if it's reversed, then it's going to be Hubbard for me. So, you know, We'll see where he lands. Whatever the case, I'm not going to be excited on Herbert versus consensus. I think at best he's going to be like a fourth or fifth round rookie draft uh, consideration for me. You know, I actually have my pre-draft rookie rankings done now. Um, you know, he I, I think he came in as like my RB9 or 10 in the class, and he's like just outside the top 25 overall. He'd be a guy right now I'd consider in the third round of rookie drafts. But again, what kind of draft capital he gets, even more so than where he lands, is going to be important to me. Because if, if the NFL sort of says we don't like this guy, then um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going to be out on him. Yeah, I would imagine there are going to be a bunch more receivers in between uh, him and the, the rest of the group for me. Head over to DraftSharks.com now, though, to read Kevin's full scouting report on Khalil Herbert. While you're there, check out the 41 other prospect scouting reports that we have already posted. They are all free to read. They will stay that way. You'll need to be a DS Insider, though, if you want to see our individual pre-draft rookie rankings early next week. And, of course, only DS insiders will get to see our post-draft rookie rankings. That's where we argue out all these differences of opinion. We put out one single set of rankings for you. We'll give you the top 60 overall. We'll go deeper at each individual position. I will give you top 40 IDPs, go deeper at every position there as well. You can, of course, also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShopDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shop saying thanks so much for swimming with us.